1050. Listen anywhere. Listen to episodes of your favorite shows by getting the podcast. Find your favorite shows on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. First quarter of the first game of the season is in the books now. The Argos lead at 4-3. Boris Beattie and David Cote exchange field goals and then a punt single at the end of the quarter. We haven't seen the official length of that yet. Oh, there it is. 62 yards will be the punt. Not the end result he wanted because the ball looked like it was going to go out inside the five, but then instead of rolling straight, kind of took a sudden right and ended up in the end zone, and the Argos get the point, but the Alouettes get the ball at the 40-yard line. That's another one of the new rules. They move it out to the 40. Yeah, it's really net 20 yards, right? You trade, you know, because they punted, uh, they had the ball on their 51-yard line, and now Montreal has the ball on their 40-yard line. So net 20 yards, I mean, you know, you'd rather play that field position, but, you know, you never know what happens in the CFL. It's a two, two, uh, three-down game. You know, you could get the ball back after, you know, uh, a couple downs here. So, you know, I don't know. Early in the game, you probably take the points, but late in the game, you'll want that field position. And the way the Argo defense is playing right now, it's not necessarily a, a horrible thing. Right to let the Alouettes try to move the football to get into field goal range as, you know, right now Montreal has 21 yards of total offense. That's it. Yep. The three points they got came off a turnover, essentially. First down and 10 from their own 40-yard line. Argos in a three-man front. Look like they're going to send four and do. It's a running play to Antwi and nothing doing. He'll get maybe three yards going off tackle to the left side. Argos starting unit. Is Jagera Davis, Shane Ray are the ends. Sean Oakman, Dwayne Hendricks are the tackles. Enoch Wamba, the middle linebacker, are the tackle on that play. Winston, uh, Winton McManus and Robert Priester, the linebackers. Robertson, Daniel Tavares, McDa- uh, McFadden are the corners. Shaq Richardson, Deshaun Amos at half, and Royce Mechie in the middle. Second down and seven. From the left hash mark, are uh, the uh, Alouettes now moving from right to left, wearing their visiting whites. Vernon Adams comes up under center. Five seconds left on the play clock. Changes the play, puts his men in motion, back to pass, four-man rush. He throws a dart for a first down, down the seam, and uh, to the 50-yard line, or I guess the former seam with the hash marks moving, and it will be a first down right on the midfield stripe. Yeah, that's the maturation of Vernon Adams Jr. He sees the defense before uh, pre-snap and is able to get his team in, in a better play to convert that first down. And it was a confident throw. It was a throw that he knew he was going to make before the ball was snapped. And that's that's the evolution you want to see of running quarterbacks in this league. And he can be one of the best if he can get that down. Eugene Lewis, man-on-man with Tavares McFadden on the near side. As Adams drops back, they set up a screen, and it's incomplete. Antwi dropped the football. Great read by Robbie Smith. Who I, I actually talked to Robbie about this, the way that he's been diagnosing screen plays this yeah. year in camp. I told you, you wouldn't make that play last year. You certainly would have made it two years ago. He's maturing as a football player with film study, and he made a great play on that play. Uh, he did, and you saw it in the preseason against Ottawa. He lived in that backfield. He made plays on screen passes left, right, and center, and that's that's the next step for defense alignment. Yeah, it's one thing to affect the quarterback and get in the backfield. That's another thing where you can stop plays before they start. Second and ten from midfield. Robbie Smith out of Brampton and Laurier. Under pressure, down goes VA. Oakman got him. Sean Oakman led the Argos with six sacks a year ago. He's got his first of the season, and it's a third and long for the Montreal Alouettes. 
Yeah, I believe. I believe. Uh, Shane Ray. Shane Ray. Okay. Yeah, I believe Shane Ray. And Oak was in there too. He has started the season on a tear. And this reminds me of what we talked about last year, what you've seen in one-on-ones, just beating everybody like a drum. And he's got – he started with his game with his hair on fire. I could tell from the first play that he was involved in that he's going to have a monster game, and I look forward to a monster season from, from Shane Ray. Here's Zima's punt. It'll hit at the 20. Leak will take it right against the sideline at the 13 and find a little bit of a seam still on his feet. He'll take it out to the 27-yard line, and that's where the Argonauts will take over first and 10. They lead for three. Three minutes gone in the second quarter. You're listening to Argonaut Football on TSN 1050. We're back. So Shane Ray has the sack. Dwayne Hendricks has the sack. And the Argonauts have a 4-3 lead and the ball back after an interesting return by Javon Leak. Yeah. With 12-19 remaining here in quarter number two, it's 4-3 Toronto. I mean, in the opening, you talked about the depth on the defensive line. And, you know, it's already showing through with multiple guys getting in the backfield, play after play. You mentioned Robbie Smith's name. You mentioned Dwayne Hendricks. You mentioned uh, Shane Ray. Uh, Jagir Davis, we haven't mentioned his name, and he's the, been the biggest signing so far. So, you know, there's a lot of guys that, that can make a lot of plays on that defense, uh, especially the defensive line. And if you have an elite defensive line, it makes everybody's job just that, easy, that much easier. Linebackers can flow freely to the ball. Defensive backs have extra time to cover. It's, it, it gives the offense fits. So the Argos will come out in a tight end formation. Declan Cross will line up on the right side. Two receivers to either side. Harris in the backfield. Harris takes the rock up the middle. This time they slow him down and hold him to a yard. Oh, now, oh. Now we got it. I missed it. Sorry, I was yeah, looking for Number Matthew. 33 on Ottawa is going to get kicked out of this game because he stomped on Argonaut's chest after the play. That was one of as bad as I've seen in a CFL game. I was looking for a, a statistic. And I'm gonna. I'm anxious to see this. I believe that was That's the middle Isaiah, linebacker, Isaiah Cage. Yeah, uh, Watson. Trey Watson. He's he's out of this game, and his backup is already in. He knows. Watson is ejected. He 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 will be ejected. Here's Dave Foxcroft. One official threw it at first, and then two more officials threw flags in the aftermath. Maybe TSN is looking for the video as well because they. Oh, here's the replay. They're in the pile, and two players, I, I don't know. The, the angle goes, doesn't show it, but no. from what I saw, he stomped on him, and that's okay. why I can't make up the number. It was Tate. It, Tate, yeah, that's why he gets upset out there. But Trevon Tate, the starting left tackle. Now they've got a oh, better one. No, that's that's not it. That was after the play when Aki tried to get in there. So for the third time, we've had some hostilities in this game between the two, the Alouettes and the Argos. Wow, Ticat game is broken up here. <laughs> you would have thought this was Labor Day. So we'll see if this is a an ejection. I think the reason why this is taking long, a long time because they have the eye in the sky yes. now, and they're getting help on this play. Well, you want to get it, if, if you're flirting with an ejection, you want to get it right. Argonauts obviously would love to see Trey Watson out of the game. It's that fine line between aggressive. Here we go. Dave Foxcroft with the call. We have two player misconduct 
disqualification penalties. Number 59, Toronto, and number 21, or 33, number 33, Montreal. We also have an unnecessary roughness player misconduct foul on number 21, Montreal. The difference is 15 yards. It'll be a 15-yard penalty. Automatic first down, Toronto. So Chris Aki gets the penalty. Dejon Allen is out of the game. He's not happy. He is absolutely livid right now. Threw his helmet. He's lucky he didn't get flagged for that. But it was the right tackle, Dejon Allen, who's getting the boot after Trey Watson stomped on his head. I don't know. I didn't see it live. I don't know what Allen did to get thrown out. They went down to the ground together, and then Watson got up and stepped on his head. And are they saying there's a knee twist? Yeah, they're saying that, I guess. Yeah. Allen, and that was Trevon Tate. That wasn't, that was the right time, or was it Allen? I can't even see. So now the Argonauts already hurting on the offensive line in terms of injuries. Nicastro's out, Giffen's out, the usual left tackle, Isaiah Cage is out, Gregor McKellar is out. And I assume Shane Richards is in there. I'll get a look in a minute. He is. Macbeth throws on first down to Curly Gittins Jr. into the 49-yard line. They took over at the 43-yard line after the penalty. That's good for a gain of six, but the Argonauts, already thin on the offensive line, get a lot thinner. They get a lot thinner, and Shane Richards was a guy last year that came into camp a lot thinner. And, uh, you know, he's <laughs> nice. a former first-round pick. You're, you're, you're looking for to see him, what he can do in play. Because, you know, he's had a lot of practice time now. Now what can you do uh, with your opportunities that you get in, ga- in game-time situations? And this would be valuable playing time for him. From the 49-yard line, back to pass. McLeod Bethel-Thompson steps up, throws over the middle, has a man. It's complete with a flag down. Markeith Ambles has the distance for the first down. Was that a late hit or a hold? I think with the who threw this flag, it might be coming back. The offensive lineman's certainly moving back. So are the receivers. Toronto, number 53. 10-yard penalty. Repeat, second down. So Phil Blake, the left guard, is guilty, playing in his 80th CFL game tonight after some time in the NFL. You mentioned Shane Richards, first overall pick in 2019. Uh, in the CFL draft, out of Oklahoma State. He's a Calgary guy, born in Kingston, Jamaica, but grew up in Calgary. And he was the starting tackle when Chuba Hubbard was going nuts for Oklahoma State. So it sets up a second down, and we'll call it 14 now from their own 39-yard line. 4-3 Toronto, 11 minutes remaining here in the first half. Bethel Thompson with a five-man rush, picks it up. Nobody open. He goes down at the 30-yard line. Good coverage on the play. Two receivers in the same area over the middle, so maybe somebody read the wrong thing there. Nonetheless, Montreal will get the ball back as they'll mark it at the 32-yard line, and it sets up a third and 20-ish. Now you're already seeing one of the disadvantages of having one of your starting linemen go out of the game, right? Now, you know, on the right-hand side, the pressure gets a little bit there a little bit quick. You know, he's forced to step up. Then the pressure comes through through the middle now. It's tough when you have anybody go down, but linemen especially because the Argos are thin you know, at offensive line, and if anybody goes down, it just makes everything. McCabe Thompson have to maybe rush a second early and just throws everything out of whack. What a big kick by Haggerty all the way down to the 20-yard line. Chandler Worthy wants to go across the field. 
He makes a move. Look out. He's got the speed to the 30. Cuts back to the middle of the 35 with a flag down. Worthy takes it to the 43-yard line. But from where that flag was thrown, this one's coming back. And Brandon Calver saying, oh, yeah, you can't block me like that. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll let you know what the penalty was and where the Alouettes will take over. 9.50 remaining in the half. It's 4-3 Toronto. It's Argo Football on TSN 1050. 4-3 Toronto. We have 10 minutes remaining here. It was a penalty against the Alouettes for an illegal block. It'll move it all the way back to the 12-yard line. Chandler Worthy showing his speed, getting the opportunity to do that, but uh, a huge boot by John Haggerty. Now that's what he showed all preseason long. And, you know, the, immediately his first couple of kicks, you're, you start saying, wait, who is this guy? <laughs> who is this guy kicking the ball? Because the ball just jumps off his leg, and he obviously made a name for himself pretty quickly. And he's in the fold here in the in the Argos' first game of the season, but he's going to be a weapon all season long, flipping the field and putting the defense, the already good defense, in better situations. It was a 57-yard punt for the Aussie, and he's averaging Wait, Trevor Harris is out there. 62, and indeed, Trevor Harris is in a quarterback. The former Argo in for the Alouettes. First down, play action, throws it to the far side, dropped. Had, you, had Gene Lewis, and he just went oops, and it's second down and 10. It would have been... About seven yards downfield, but he had a little bit of room. And it'll be second and ten from the 12-yard line, their own. This is extremely surprising. I know Vernon Adams hasn't played great so far this game, but, you know, all offseason long they've talked about him being your your franchise guy, our guy, our guy. And now in the second game of the season before halftime, he's been benched without a, an injury. A third of the way through the second quarter, they have 36 yards. That's why he's benched. Back to pass. Harris with a flag down. He's going long down the numbers. He's got Gene Lewis. Makes a catch at the 50. There is a flag down. Who moved early, Montreal or Toronto? It's coming. It looks like it's coming back. Offside, Montreal number one. Wow. It's a five-yard penalty. Fergie Maiala. Second down. That is a tough, tough penalty for the canadian receiver who went to the university of connecticut nothing makes we, a coach more angry than when you're not even involved in the play and you get a flag that eliminates a deep ball and when your offense is struggling that was more yards on that play than they've had the entire game so far and now the depleted argo secondary sees robertson daniel sitting down at midfield who's been starting as the boundary corner this is, this is, man, this is attrition already. Caleb Holden or Robert Priester could move back there. Josh Haggerty could come in and play Sam potentially. Or safety, Royce Mechie could move. So we'll see what they do and how. Matt Botang is there. He could come in and play corner. He's looked better in camp this year. Again, third year, starts to get it. Now he's more than just the guy who ran the four threes in college. But he is down on his back, and they are still tending to him. With the score 4-3, Toronto. They're about to get the... Well, they've put Montreal in second and long. Second and 15 from their own seven. But Trevor Harris, your old teammate with the Argos, coming in bombing. Were you yeah. guys in Edmonton together as well? Yeah, for we were in Edmonton I, uh, as well. And I love Trevor. He moves around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we actually, you know, it's funny. We, you talk about 
podcaster. We actually do a podcast together. So I've been talking to him a lot, and he knew this was a possibility because he said all camp long he was pushing Vernon, you know, for that spot. He wants to play, and he there's no way that he's he's happy being a backup. He's going to do everything possible to support to support and be a great teammate. But inside, his fire is burning to play, and he said that when he loses that fire, that's when he'll give it up. Robertson Daniel is up. He spent most of the season on injured list last year. This is really tough to see. He's not putting very much weight on his one leg. That's tough. Yeah. And during that break, Kahari Jones ran out. I don't know if he's yelling at an official or his team, but he was uh, out in the in the area where there were a couple of officials standing and the team right behind them. So and I know he's upset he, about something. Yeah. Offside. I mean, as a, as an official, if it's you know it doesn't impact the play, you you maybe can let it go. I mean, there's so much leeway, especially with the waggle. They usually try to give a yard. But it's 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 tough, and, you know. When you're an offensive coach, you want and you see a good play happen, and then there's an offside call. It's just you you want to let an official hear about it. So it's second down and long, 15 to go. They're at their own seven yard line, moving right to left. Argos in dark blue with light blue pants, dark blue helmets. Alouettes in white with blue pants, red trim. Back to pass, Harris. He's in his own end zone. He moves out. He rolls out to the right. He's got a man, Anthony. Dumps it off to the back, who is tackled at the 15-yard line and tackled hard at the 15-yard line. And uh, the Alouettes will come out to punt again with 8.52 remaining clock moving. Sean Oakman is a ridiculous athlete. I mean, you know, to be as big as he is, I mean, over 6'8", 200, over 250 pounds, to be playing defensive tackle and to make a play on a running back close to the sideline. Unbelievable job by Sean Oakman. That's why he's going to be an all-star this year again. So in comes Zima. He'll stand at his own one-yard line, and Javon Leak is at his own 47. Here's the kick. High, high kick. Comes down at the 52. Leak to midfield, to the 50 with a flag down, to the 48. And that will uh, assumedly be against the Argonauts. So we are seeing a flag fest here. And now we get more pushing and shoving. Already had two players kicked out today if you're just tuning in. Dijon Allen, the right tackle, was uh, kicked out, the offensive tackle. And the middle linebacker, Trey Watson from Montreal, who actually kicked, stomped on Dijon Allen. Oh, no yards, 15-yard penalty. (laughs) And that helps. Immediate field goal range. Man, that's... That's tough. That's... that's nah. that's, no, that's not tough. That's, that is, that's the rule. No, but he's four yards in a straight line, but he's not in a straight line if you go the halo around. Yeah. yeah. See, that's that, yeah. that would have been a 15-yard penalty anyways. Because it's in the air, exactly. He just got the same penalty that Chris Ackie got <laughs> for getting in a fight. <laughs> I know. Think about that. I know. I know. It's rough. But yeah. do you want more offense? Yeah, not a, not like that. <laughs> Declan Crossing is a tight end. They're going to put it at the 43-yard line of Montreal to start. They will give the ball up the middle. And was that Harris or out of a boy? Yeah, it was Harris. Harris who will get roughly halfway there. He needed 59 yards heading into this drive to hit 15,000 combined rushing and receiving yards. So he'll get four more there down to 55. That's Hall of Fame status. Oh, I mean, no he was, question. You know what I mean? He was... If he had stopped playing last year, he probably would have been in the Hall yeah. of Fame. But the thing I like about Andrew Harris, he senses the moment. I mean, like when he knows his team needs a kick, he's ready to roll. 
McClub Bethel Thompson, 7 of 10 for 59 yards. Back to pass. He wants to go far down the rail. He's looking for Curly Gittens Jr. And flags aplenty. Now, who's it going yeah, to be on because tough. there was pushing and shoving both ways? Yeah. And it's going to be against Curly Gittens Jr., which I think is the right call. You'll take a look at this on replay. Yeah, no, we saw it live. It looked like the defender had his position set, and Curly was trying to work him back and pull them towards him. But then late, it looked like the defender maybe had interfered with Curly, but he already committed the flag. What do you do, Coach? It's third down and seven, but it's in Boris Beattie range. It would be a 45-yard field goal attempt. Or do yeah. you give McLeod Bethel Thompson the opportunity to get 12 yards on third well, down, second pass down? interference, Toronto no. number 19. I kick it. Ten-yard penalty, repeat, yeah, second penalty. down. Oh, they're going to take the penalty. They're going to give Mack another shot. And they're still in field goal range. Interesting call. Now, whether or not Ryan Dinwiddie would want to try a 55-yard field goal at this stage into a bit of a breeze off the lake. Argos moving toward Lake Ontario from left to right. 7.20 remaining here in the first half. It's 4-3 Toronto. The thing Mac needs to know here is you're you're already almost in field goal range, so a check down here isn't the worst thing if you don't have your your number one option. Back to pass. They've got to set up a screen, and... I think Andrew Harris tried to, sell it. tried to sell it. It was overthrown, and I think he tried to flop. Yeah. And it smart. didn't work. It was smart, yeah. but it, yeah, no. <laughs> and let's see. Who's going to come out? Is it going to be Beatty? Or is it going to be? It's going to be Haggerty, who comes out anyways because he's the holder for Boris Beatty. But the way he's punting the football, they're going to let him come out. He needs a good punt here because, like we talked about before, there isn't much. Um, Ottawa, Montreal is going to get the ball if it goes in the end zone about 15 yards, 15 or so yards from here. So, Well, two punts, 20. he's averaging 59. Now. This one, there again, he's looking for the corner. He looks like he's got it. It hits at the five and, again, takes a bad Argo bounce. It goes into the end zone. He just misses the corner again as Haggerty's put his hands on his helmet going, what do I got to do to get a bounce? Yeah. It went into touch. It'll be a uh, a single point for the Argos again. So with 6.47 remaining here in the half, it's 5-3 Argos. We'll take the timeout. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Mike Hogan, Natea Jay with you. 5-3 Argos. A couple of rouges. Celebrate the rouge. From John Haggerty, the Aussie. Unofficially, we'll call because it, it was about three yards deep in the end zone. So we'll, we'll call it about a 51-yard punt. They haven't put up the official number yet. Oh, there it is, 53 yards. So there you go, a 53-yard punt single for Haggerty. And the Argos have a 5-3 lead. Our, the uh, Alouettes will take over to their own 40. So a 62-yard punt single and a 53-yard punt single. And it's Trevor Harris back in a quarterback. Yeah. Taking over for big play VA, who did not have any big plays tonight. Harris, quick hitter, far side. It is almost intercepted, Jeez. but it got through and into the hands of the receiver, Reggie White Jr. And that, Trevor Harris, was flirting with fire. It's a gain of nine. You know what? Already the Montreal Alouettes offense looks better. I mean, even... No, the last drive when they had two penalties uh, bring back big plays, yeah, they, they already looked better. So this is probably something that Kahari Jones had seen in practice 
where he knew Trevor was ready to make this to make this move. Dominic Davis comes in for short yardage on second and a yard. He's going to run out to the right and then dive forward and should have the first down. He needed a yard, and they're going to mark it a yard and a foot downfield. It'll be a first down. Argo defender dove for the football on the previous play was parallel to the ground. I don't know how it didn't hit his hand. Like, forget the interception. I don't know how he didn't get one hand on it. It must have just gone an inch above, an inch below. But you're also looking like the active uh, completion percentage leader in the CFL, uh, Trevor Harris, right? So he's, he's, you have to be extremely accurate, and he was, but sometimes you have to be lucky. And he was both of those on that play. Ball to the 50-yard line, first and 10. Harris back to pass, looking long. He's going to go down the numbers, and that is going to be intercepted. No, knocked away. Friendly fire. Shaq Richardson had a beat on it. But he ran into his own guy. Quick question. You used to play with Tory Gurley, right? Yeah. Did you like him? I loved him. I was hanging out with him before. Ah! <laughs> He's here behind us. Ah, oh, my God. No. I didn't say. I, I wanted to see your reaction. You yeah. passed the test. No, no, no. I was hanging out with him before the game, and uh, he helped my kids get back to their parents. So, oh, nice. Yeah. No, I'm uh, excited to see Tory. You know, big, he was original big play, big money guy here in the CFL. So it's, it's nice to see a familiar face. Second down and 10 from their own 50. Antwi, they've got two backs in and an offset eye. Harris drops back, four-man rush, looks long down the rail and has Lewis at the 25, and he'll be knocked out of bounds at the 19-yard line. They were in a zone, and the corner cheated up instead of going with his man, didn't get help over the top, and it's a big play for the Alouettes. Almost a similar play we saw last week. Uh, against Calgary. And that's where the game plan changes, right? Against Vernon Adams, he might not see that play. He might not see a DB cheating. But Trevor Harris, there's nothing going to get past him. He's able to see a strike. And luckily for Montreal, there is no penalty on that play because their previous couple big plays, there are a couple penalties. But Trevor Harris is coming into this game ready to play. And Caleb Holden, the cornerback, in for the injured Robertson Daniel, and they went after him, and it worked. First and 10 from the Argo 18. Argos leading by two. Play action. Swing it out. Looking for Worthy. That's picked up by the Argos, and they're going to rule it incomplete. That was close to being a lateral. You know what? That's a timing issue thing, Greg. Trevor Harris is not getting all the reps as the number one quarterback, and Worthy, he just got signed, so he's not getting all the reps at this place. So, you know, they'll get that together, but that's uh, that looks like a timing issue thing to me. And I'm, I'm interested to see if that was a lateral because That's, that may have shown the backwards. replay. That's what I was looking for. That was close. So it sets up a second down and 10 from the Argo 18-yard line. Right hash mark. Alouette's moving from right to left in their white tops. Three receivers to the near side, two up top. Harris drops back with a four-man rush, has some time, rolls out to the right now, looking, looking, dumps it over the middle. It's caught. Antwi is hit hard immediately. Is that McManus who had the hit? And it will be close. Really going to mark. You'll be three yards shy of the first down. And there's an injured Alouette, and that was a major hit. Yeah, McManus, I think, came in on here. To Garrett Davis back there as well, popped it out, yeah. and it is Anthony down. So the hit from McManus. Yeah, and that, that that's one of the guys on this Argo defense you do not get want to get hit by, especially with him running full speed and your back turns him because that's a hitting machine. What did he say to you when you asked him about his toothpick? 
and being in, I do the hitting. Yes. And so so that, I, I also said, so what happens when you get here? He goes, I do the hitting. <laughs> and that's like a line straight out of a movie, right? Like he's got a toothpick in his mouth and he's I do the hitting. No, we've talked about the injury problems already for the Argonauts on the offensive line and in the secondary. Montreal has Antwi. He's their only tailback dressed. They have two fullbacks. They were working out this week with Chandler Worthy in the backfield. Yeah, they Chandler Worthy, and they traded. He's for, not an every down back. No, and they also traded for Walter Fletcher uh, in Edmonton. So he's not dressed. Uh, he's not dressed. So they they might have to go with the fullback back there for protection. Uh, Christoph Norman, I played with him in Edmonton. I know he's good at protection and he knows all the protection rules. So on obvious passing oh, downs, Anthony's up. That's good news. He could be back there. Yeah, he probably got the wind knocked out of him, not the way he popped up in his running. Or a stinger. Yeah. Which will scare the heck out of Anyone, you. Anyone, yeah. Everything goes numb, one side of your body. So welcomes comes David Cote, two of three last week. His long on the season, just 26 yards. This would equal it from just inside the right hash mark. Snap and holder, good. Kick is up. And he got it. So the Alouettes have the lead for the first time today. Not exactly a shootout here. It's 6-5 Alouettes with 3.47 remaining in the opening half. So the Argonauts coming out. Tory Gurley now has a headset on. He wants, he's gunning for your gig already. <laughs> hey, you receivers, I'll let you guys arm wrestle. Honestly, Tory is one of the best media personalities in the game right now. I enjoy his work. Immensely similar to Enoch last year when he joined us. Torrey is one of, one of the best in the game. So he's doing big things down south. If he ever comes up to Canada, oh, I would love him here. Three-man booth? Come on. Natay, you're too, you're too kind. <laughs> you guys are too kind up here. I appreciate you guys allowing me to come up and, and just talk a little bit of football, man. It feels great to be back home. First out of the 40-yard line, Macbeth in at quarterback. Three receivers to the left. They fake the toss to Leak. And go to the near sideline looking for Banks. It's knocked away a little high. Banks came back for the football. And it's not necessarily a hard thing to throw high to Brandon Banks. That five foot six, 148 pounds. 5'8", I guess they, they give him. That's tough. This play was snipped out extremely well by Montreal. And McLeod Bethel-Thompson had to go to his third read. And his third read wasn't expecting the ball in that situation. And... You know, good thing hey, that ended up as an incomplete pass because they could have been disastrous. Harris stands to the left of Thompson. Ball on the right hash mark. Argos moving left to right. Three receivers up top. Five-man rush. Near side. It's Banks this time. Spins off a tackler. We'll get to the midfield stripe and more. Knocked out of bounds at the 50-yard line. They'll call it the 49. That's good for 21 yards and an Argo first down. That's the Brandon Banks we've gotten used to seeing in Hamilton, right? You throw a simple pass to him, and he's able to, able to make one guy miss easily and get extra extra yards. And if Brandon Banks is able to do that, look out, because he's going to get back to his MOP ways. They'll mark it at the 49-yard line, first and 10. Three receivers will go up top with the ball on the right hash mark. Speedy B, Devaris Daniels come to the near side. Harris in the game. Harris gets the walk. A-gap drops the shoulder, moves the scrum. As a rugby game broke out momentarily, and it is a gain of almost four yards. We'll call it three, and we've hit the three-minute warning. 2.51 to be precise. Argos down two, uh, down one. It's 6-5. 2.51 remaining here in the half. As Speedy Banks takes a knee, you're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Six 
6-5 Montreal. Good news is Speedy B just sat down to tie his shoes, so he wasn't injured after that catch. And 6-5, 2.51 remaining here in the first half. Tori Gurley joining us, the former receiver. How much you miss it, pal? I miss being around the guys and being around you. I think that's the oh, biggest that's thing. You naturally. Know, I spoke with Nate <laughs> earlier. You know, just hanging out in the locker room and the camaraderie, um, the, the jokes, being able to yeah. just – you know, go out to Tim Hortons or go to the keg before the night before a game. And, you know, it's just all the great things you did, man. It's just things you take for granted now, looking back on it, best memories of our life. Yeah, I Se- agree. Second out for the Argos, ball at the 46-yard line. It would be a 53-yard field goal right now. And the telltales are limp at the goalpost to our right. Back to pass, Bethel Thompson. Oh, he got smoked. Ball came out, too. I don't know who has it. Defender came in clear off the edge on the Argos right side of the offensive line. Nick Usher. And it's Montreal ball at almost midfield. Yeah. Oh, boy. This was tough because this is the right right side where Dejan Allen was. And uh, Richards takes his wrong step inside, and that was that's what happens. One misstep, and your quarterback is on his back. And Nick Usher, we used to call him Nick Usher the crusher. And that's exactly <laughs> what he did on this play. And when you give when you give any defensive player a free shot at the quarterback, that's what they're supposed to do. And you never want to see that. That's going to be a play that is going to be critiqued in, in film. And hopefully Richards can learn from that. Hopefully the home team can protect the ball, man. These two turnovers are, yeah. you know, drop-killing you know, drop penalties, drop-killing turnovers. And it, it hurts the morale of a team. So hopefully yeah. the defense can bell us out and, and get us back in a positive situation. So the Alouettes will take over at the Argo 53. They took their time looking at that to see if it was indeed a fumble and a recovery. But Usher crushed McLeod Bethel Thompson. Back to pass, Trevor Harris over the middle with a flag down. It will be Lewis again, and he gets filled in at the 45-yard line by Enoch Mwamba. Looks like that's coming back. And is this going to be a hold? Yeah. You know, when you see Lyman complaining, <laughs> you know exactly what's coming. Two receivers in here talking about linemen in a bad mode. Okay, that's good. <laughs> hey, Nate, we're always open, right? We're always open. <laughs> I'm always open. Trevor, I'm open. Trevor, oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's good to see our buddy Trevor Harris down there doing his thing. What's your best memory of playing in uh, double blue? Ooh, man, so I would say um, playing at Hamilton, you know, that rivalry. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was just we really, we truly disliked those guys down the road on the Q- QEW. <laughs> And some things never change. <laughs> first and 10 from their own 43-yard line. First and 20, rather, from their own 43. Harris with a four-man rush. Has a man. It is Reggie White Jr. He'll get the original 10 back. Maybe one more. It'll be second down and long with 228 remaining in a 6-5 Montreal lead as we get close to halftime. So a couple things on that play that you know shows the value of Trevor, a guy like Trevor Harris. So it's a second and long, and he's able to get more than half of it back, putting you in a good second down situation. But he also puts the ball in a spot that his receiver can get as many yards as possible. So you know, that's, that's the value of having a, a great number two that is really a number one in this league. Second and eight, they'll call it from the midfield stripe. Harris back to pass under pressure. Ray, and fumble. the ball comes out. Is that a fumble or an incomplete pass? They're going to rule it an incomplete pass as he got pressure from the blind side. And they're ruling his arm was moving forward when the ball came out. And it will be a punting situation 
with 2.04 remaining in the first half. Hoagie, I told you on the first snap on the play, Shane Ray is here. He was the, he's the guy I'm looking forward to seeing this season because oh, he is beating his DS lineman like a drum. That wasn't even close, and that's what he was doing all last year during training camp. And luckily for Trevor Harris, that may have been a fumble, but lucky for Harris, he holds on to the ball long enough, but Shane Ray is going to be an, a, a beast this season and a player to be reckoned with. Chris Schluger has had a long night so far, and we're only nearing halftime. Javon League in a oh. full sprint will take the ball to the nine-yard line and get tackled hard up and over he goes at about the 12-yard line as moving in to make that catch was Exume. Yeah, he's been a he's been a good special teamer for a, a, a while, and he came up in that Winnipeg system where yeah. special team is you know a religion over there with under Michael Shea. So he's uh, he's been a terrific fifteen player and showed it on that play. So Argos will take over the fifteen yard line. They've got a minute fifty five here. They've worked often on the hurry up, although they don't need it certainly with a minute fifty five left. Bethel Thompson, 8 of 13 for 80 yards, no touchdowns and a pick that went off the receiver's hands, Devaris Daniels. They empty out the backfield and set up a little hitch screen to Gittins, who gets the blocks. He gets to the 20, to the 25, to the 27. It's good for 12. It's an Argo first down. Clock will stop at 148 while they move the sticks. We talked earlier about Eugene Lewis being a complete receiver. I think Curly uh, Curly Gins Jr. is in that in that one where he can make plays whenever the ball is thrown to him. And you see there, it takes a simple screen pass and makes an explosive gain. Daniels and Banks to the near side. They go the other way to the 30. It is Cam Phillips spinning off a tackle. His first catch out to the 31-yard line. Short gain of three. It's second and seven. Clock at 136. And they'll blow that in quickly. No, the Argos are in no rush right now, and they don't need to be. 136 is an eternity in the CFL, especially because the clock stops after every single play. Taking their time on this one, just in case they don't get the first down. Both teams have their timeouts left. Pressure. Bethel Thompson throws a dart to Curly Gittens Jr. There's the cannon unleashed, mm. and it's out of the 42-yard line, and a first down Argos. Another curl roll for Curly Gittins Jr., and this is that connection that they developed last year, which led Curly Gittins Jr. to be an uh, all-star receiver, but, you know, McLeod Bethel Thompson can put the ball in places that other quarterbacks just simply cannot. This yeah. ball caught him. He'll drop back. He'll dump it out into the flat, and a flag goes down as Harris makes the catch. Gets knocked out of bounds at the 41. Yeah, a second on. flag comes down. Tack on 15. Was that a late hit on Mack? It looked like a late hit. Mack was on the ground. Argos are applauding Major on the foul. sidelines. Roughing the passer, Montreal number 44. 15 That's Mike Moore, sixth Automatic. season First in the down. CFL out of Virginia. Another ex-teammate of mine. It seems like all the Edmonton players are on, on Montreal now. Natay, you're old. That's what that is. <laughs> I just remember Natay best as a Montreal Alouette. Oh. Yeah. First down at the 49-yard line. Kind of like the Chris Ackie period here in Toronto. Yep. Short but sweet. Short but sweet. There's Andrew Harris again spinning his way inside the 45 to the 44. He'll get halfway to the first down with a minute four remaining. Argos in field goal range now, certainly at the end of a half. It would be roughly a 52-yarder with the tail of the football on the 45-yard line. Bethel Thompson 
Back to pass on a crossing route. Has a man. It is complete. It is Ambles rambling his way inside the 20 to the 16. It's an Argonaut first down there in the red zone with 51 seconds left. Now on this drive, it'd be great to get a touchdown, but what you really want is leave zero time for the Montrealers to get back. Ambles does a great job catching this drag route and turning upfield. As soon as he sees daylight, putting his foot in his ground, taking off, getting as many yards as you can do. Great job by Markeith Ambles. A couple of receivers to the near side. Beth rolls this way. He's got a man. It's dumped off. He'll come back. Ambles again. Took it from Bethel Thompson, but this is going to come back on an illegal block. Yeah, legal block, and this is one of the blocks that frustrates coaches because the defender is clearly in front of you. And if you, Toronto, number eighty, it's a ten-yard penalty. Repeat, first down. Tavares Daniels, the guilty party, and you're saying you didn't want him to score too fast. I just want him to score. They've had some problems in the red zone. <laughs> oh, for sure. For Obviously, sure, let's just get that confidence going, and this will move it back to the twenty-five-yard line with thirty-eight seconds left in the first half. Montreal leading by a point. And oh. I tell you, that's a penalty when, when you watch a film on uh, tomorrow. Yep. You just slide down in your seat hoping to coach fast forward it. <laughs> yep. And you know he isn't. You know, <laughs> what were you doing on this? He's going to make a teach tape out of that. That's, that's what you hate. Bethel Thompson throws it out into the flat. He's got Andrew Harris down to the 21-yard line. It'll be second down and about 14, 16 rather. And 32 seconds left on the clock. So they've got to take a shot here at least. For the first down, they've got to get to the five-yard line to move the sticks. Three to the near side, two up top. Harris in the backfield, back to pass Bethel Thompson. Steps up, throws the ball, has a man, and it is incomplete. Receiver had his hands on it for a couple of seconds. That was Curly Gittens Jr. Yeah. Boy, you see the Z in the middle of the field with yeah. him, don't you? <laughs> you know what? This is a good play by Mike Jones. Uh, this is a, a situation where... McLeod Bethel Thompson needed to throw that fastball, but his receiver wasn't completely out of his route yet, so he wanted to buy himself some time, and the timing was just a little off. But great job by Mike Jones getting his hand in there and deflecting it away. So it'll be a 29-yard a field goal attempt for Boris Beatty, who is one for one tonight, a chip shot from 17. John Haggerty, the punter, is the holder. Jake Reinhardt, the veteran, is the long snapper. Right in the middle of the field. I guess everything is now with the hash marks moved in. It's a 29-yard field goal. It's up, and it's a BD3, and the Argonauts move back into the lead with 15 seconds left. It is 8-6. Not exactly a clean first half by any stretch of the imagination. Argo's defense has looked really good. Shame what have you liked so far, Tori? Defense is definitely holding it down. Uh, from an offensive standpoint, it's tough to win games when you're kicking field goals because the touchdown just kind of eclipses everything you've, you know, you, you've kind of worked for. So um, I hope I'm hoping the guys offensively can get it together. You know, no more self-inflicted penalties and put some drives together and put some points to get the fans on their feet. Yeah. So after the field goal, with the rule change this year, the Alouettes take it at the 40-yard line, not the 35, as has happened for basically the last lifetime in the CFL. Four-man rush for the Argos. They drop everybody else back. Trevor Harris drops back. Looks to the near side. It is caught by Gene Lewis. He'll take it out at the 46-yard line, a gain of six, with 10 seconds left in the half. And with that rule change, two plays in 15 seconds, you could be in field goal range, right? So, well, no, I, I like, well maybe not Cote, yeah. <laughs> but Beatty, certainly, you cross midfield, you're in field goal range. So, no, I like these little rule changes that are, that are promoting offense and uh, especially the hash marks. Like, we're seeing the Z receivers so much more. 
They need 16 yards for a 55-yard field goal attempt. We'll see if they can get it here. Clock will start on the snap. Ten seconds left. Harris back to pass. Looking to the far oh. side. It's going to be picked at the 50. Running down the sideline is the uh, Tarveris McFadden. He'll step out of bounds with one second left. He did the smart thing. I don't know if it was intentionally or not, but it's going to give Beattie a shot at another three. McFadden is a ball hawk. Oh, man. Simple as that. So There's just some guys the ball finds, and he is one of those guys. Every time I've watched him play, Somewhere or another, the ball is finding his hands, and I don't think Trevor Harris saw him out there because he was just sitting out there. It looked like cover two defense. The ball came right to him. Trevor never saw him, and he's lucky this didn't go for seven. Tough to miss a 6-2 corner, though. <laughs> and you should know where he is because, no. as you say, a real ball hawk. And Argo fans wondered why Jalen Collins was traded. Yeah. That's why Jalen Collins was traded. So this will be a 38-yard field goal attempt as Beattie looks to put two threes up very quickly. Snap good, hold good, kick up, and it is good. Another BD3 extends the lead to 11-6 on the final play of the first half. We'll take the timeout and come back. Thanks for joining us. I'll be a quickly, Mr. Gurley. Great to see you. Tori Gurley, former Argo receiver and teammate of Natea J. We'll have the halftime festivities. I don't know if we'll do anything or now the Diva receivers have to go find a mirror somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we got we uh-huh. to go. Yeah, we got to go find our quarterback. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back for the halftime show and go over what we've seen so far. 11-6 Argos. It's Argo football on TSN 1050.